1: Justin Glenn Gaines was an 18-year-old from Snellville, Georgia. He was a college student and came from a blended family. In the early morning of November 2nd, 2007, Justin was at a club in Duluth. After unsuccessfully trying to find a ride home, Justin was seen on video walking into the parking lot. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. abound in disappearances. What we have heard on this podcast and the dubious sources themselves rival that scene at the beginning of Ferris Bueller's day off. I quote, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious, unquote. Remember that? The question is, why are disappearances like this? My answer, they're like this because there's often no proof that anything happened, except for the fact that a person who was here is now gone. Why? Because nature hates a vacuum, and where no answers exist too many people will come up with them. Some examples we've experienced firsthand? Tom Brown, Brian Schaefer, Tiffany Daniels, Jennifer Perry. Well, with the disappearance of Justin Gaines, we are confronted with this problem. And our first step must be to look who's talking. And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Linez's website, charlieproject.org. Justin Gaines had five brothers, yes, really, and a sister. So he had to quickly learn how to take care of himself. And that's exactly what Justin did. In his early teen years, when he found himself to be a bit overweight, Justin got fit and stayed that way until he disappeared. During that time, he played sports, he did well in high school, and had a job. Justin then went to college where he had a plan on what he wanted to do with his life. Yet, things weren't perfect. Justin got charged with underage drinking not long before his disappearance, and Justin was involved in creating fake IDs for his college friends. So, on November 1st, 2007, Justin was home from school on a Thursday. He had no Friday classes. That night, he went out with friends to Wild Bill's in Duluth, a club Justin had visited many times. However, his friends got turned away because they couldn't get in for free. In response, Justin decided to stay. At around 2 a.m. on November 2nd, Justin started calling many different people to get a ride home. He was unsuccessful. Eventually, Justin was seen on video leaving the club by himself and walking around a corner of the building. He was never seen again. The people he called would later say Justin sounded fine. He wasn't drunk he wasn't high, and seemed in good spirits. Justin's disappearance is a common type, and its kind is what eventually brought upon all of us the smiley face killer theory, which I consider to be rubbish. However, Justin's case is unique in that someone was charged with knowing something about his disappearance, but then that charge was dropped. Please consider that and these three questions as you listen to the interview. Number one, Justin knew several people who were at Wild Bill's that night. Why didn't he get a ride with one of them? Number two, Justin's phone pinged four miles in the opposite direction of his home. Does this mean he got picked up by someone? And number three, What are we to make of a local criminal who, in the presence of his lawyer and, on video, said he knows exactly what happened to Justin? Justin's family tends to believe his disappearance was caused by someone, if not multiple people. The guest for this episode is Justin's mother, Erica Wilson. Unfound news. If you missed it, yesterday I had another fantastic show with Dr. Telesco. We discussed the 1987 unsolved disappearance of Julie Weflin. You can now find the video on the Fischler College YouTube channel and at theunfoundpodcast.com. Next, This week officially began my work with the UK company that will be making a series on the murder of Janelle Matthews. Yes, they're going to attempt to do so, despite there being a second trial coming up. I'm collecting information, going over the articles written about Janelle's murder and the first trial, and giving my insights on how to present this murder to the audience. Finally, I already have four presentations at universities lined up for this fall. That is fantastic. Where you can find Unfound on these following podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and many others, especially outside the United States. Social media sites YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newest one, TikTok. Listener support sites Patreon.com forward slash Unfound Podcast, PayPal.me forward slash Unfound Podcast. The website, theunfoundpodcast.com. The email address, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. And please mention Unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound, the mother of Justin Gaines, Erica Wilson. Erica, welcome to Unfound. Thank you very much. It's uh, good to talk to you and the listeners know uh, we've talked before, of course, on the telephone and on Messenger, but this is the first time us uh, seeing each other and it's always unique to see people like put the face with the name. So there you go. That's what Erica and I are doing today. <laughs> Uh, Let's start here, as we usually do when we have uh, family members on Unfound. Let's talk about your family. Of course, you're Justin's mother. Uh, How many other children do you have? Talk a little bit about your family. Where does Justin fall in the line if he does have other siblings? Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Um, Justin has a lot of other siblings. Um, My husband and I um, got married, which is Justin's stepdad when Justin was four. Um, When we got married, he had three boys. I had three boys. So when we married, we had six boys. And then we oh ended up goodness. having a girl uh, a year later. So.
1: Wow. So it was like almost like the Brady Bunch, but it was all boys instead of three boys and three girls. Exactly. So
0: we had the six boys and then uh, our
1: daughter. Wow. And, and how, Justin, how does the daughter feel about having all those brothers? Wow. Uh,
0: she enjoyed six brothers. Um, I mean, kept made her tough, definitely made her tough.
1: Okay. And where does Justin fall uh, into the line uh, of all of maybe just give an age dispersion? And where does Justin fall in there? Uh,
0: he was the second oldest. So uh, um, the second oldest of all seven children.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that sounds like a pretty busy household. Uh, Erica, how would you describe it? Uh, maybe everybody by this time has moved out of the house, maybe not. But, you know, when everybody was still under the house, you know, what was that like?
0: Um, it was, it was fun, chaotic, um, you know, loud. Um, but I mean, now that no one's in the house, I miss it. Um, but it was definitely, um, entertaining, lots of activity going on every day. Um, but I have to say they were, uh, well with their chores. So they knew not to come in and throw seven book bags or shoes at the front door. You know, everything had a place. I have to be blessed that, uh. They uh-huh. did follow that.
1: Okay. And uh, you know, three boys getting together with three boys, uh, not gonna get too deep into that, but a lot of different uh personalities, or you know, Justin compared to the rest of them. Um, you know, a lot of similar personalities or would you say a wide range of different uh, types? Oh definitely
0: a wide range of personalities, but um they all blended wonderful in the beginning and became They were all brothers all growing up. So um, there was never differential, you know, of them. They're just brothers. So it it was a really nice mix. It was pretty amazing how they all blended so
1: well. Okay. And like you said, Justin was four when this all happened?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, When we got together, our kids were like one, one, two, three, four, and six. So, I mean, they were all young.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Okay, great. All right, so three boys, three boys getting together, very very young, and then a daughter comes along. Uh, later, all these uh, children together, one in one big house. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I grew up as an only child, so I can uh, I'm <laughs> envious maybe a little bit. All right, let's talk about Justin. Um, you know, comparing him to the rest of your sons and your daughter. Uh, you know, compare and contrast Justin, his personality, his likes, dislikes, things that he was into. You know, let's talk about that get to know him a little bit um
0: Justin when he was younger in middle school um thing he was more quiet and uh kind of chunkier we'll say chunky and he was in sixth grade and something like in his brain changed um my husband had told him you know he was like oh you know people make fun of me and he's like you gotta love yourself before you know other people And like over that summer, he like transformed himself and, you know, said he wanted to eat healthy, started working out and like uh, became Mr. Uh, Popular. I mean, just a good, I mean, he's friends with everyone, um, well liked and um, after from seventh grade on, he was just like uh, the class, I'm not gonna say class clown, but you know, the Life of the party, I mean, he got along with everyone, everyone wanted to be around him. Um, but he started loving himself, you know, and, and loving yeah. life more. I guess,
1: huh. would you say that that is more in line with the way your family is, or you know, uh, all kind of life of the party people, or was that a big uh, was that uh, when he changed, was that uh, a movement more toward like the rest of his family, or move away from I mean, the the family?
0: I mean, I guess, I mean just more personality he was more outgoing you know I think he felt better about himself that it made him more outgoing yeah um
1: yeah okay so like you said sixth grade maybe uh eating a lot of junk food and things like that and then just uh consciously maybe showing a lot of maturity there uh decided he was going to change
0: right right um but you know just a good personality is always you know wants to help someone um always he's always been kind. Um, but I mean, he did get picked on when he was younger and, you know, we'd upset him and we'd be like, you know, you know, it's going to be okay, you know, and you, you gotta love yourself and have that attitude. And he w- went with it. So.
1: Okay. All right. What about, uh, you know, sports hobbies, uh, growing up in the state of Georgia, you know, what was he into?
0: Um, Well, we always made the kids get involved in something. Um, His first thing he picked, I mean, it didn't have to be athletic, you know, was Boy Scouts, and he got in Boy Scouts for a while. And then when he got older, uh, he decided to do football, soccer, and he played some baseball.
1: Okay. Athletic or uh, Um, in it for just the fun?
0: um, He was athletic. I mean, he did pretty good at baseball and football um, and everything. Um, Uh Not the star of the team, but he did decent, so. He definitely had some athletics in
1: him. Okay. Do you do you think he uh, enjoyed it or was he just doing it because maybe his friends were doing it? He was really into it or?
0: Uh, I believe he enjoyed it. He enjoyed, you know, playing football for sure.
1: Okay. So All right. And, and so he played like played in high school, for example? Yeah, he high played school. in
0: a, yeah. And they did middle school, like our youth league, our boys played through the Gwinnett County Youth League.
1: Right. Gwinnett County. Okay. Very good. So he's into some sports. And of course it helped maybe that, uh, earlier when he was 12 or 13, uh, got healthy, you know, lost some weight, you know, maybe started, you know, taking his, you know, his health a little bit more seriously. That certainly is going to help in sports. What about school? How did he do in school? Um, good student, uh, had to work at it. Uh, he was a good student and he was
0: blessed with not having to put much effort into it. Mm. I know some of his siblings would have liked that same blessing, but, uh, he usually was a B student and you know, the one where you go, why aren't you studying? But he got good grades. Um, and he didn't have to put as much effort into it as some other of the children.
1: Okay. So a lot of, it sounds like a lot of good things going on with uh, Justin through his, uh, his uh, teenage years then playing sports popular, doing well in school. Pretty good. Yes, sir. Pretty good. Okay, very good. So, um, you know, we know that he was uh, going to college at the time of his disappearance, but w- uh, were you always going – did you kind of expect that he was going to go to college? Was that a surprise, or did you always think that he was going to get his higher education? Or, or
0: I what? mean, I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, I guess I expected him to or hoped he would go to college, um, but, I mean, he was always strong enough in his academic so i assumed he would go and i mean and his high senior year i mean it's definitely he was making sure he was getting into college or going somewhere for college even though he was uncertain what his final degree would be
1: okay and where uh where did he choose to go and did he apply different places and how did he pick out the place that he eventually went
0: Uh, He decided to go to Gainesville State up in Athens because it was by UGA, but not as expensive. So um, he Mm -hmm. chose to go uh, to Gainesville State because it was a lower cost college, more affordable, but it was still up in Athens where, you know, a lot of the people from our area go up to school anyways
1: for college. All right. Okay. very good. So graduates from high school. And at the time of his disappearance, was he uh, you know, a year in or just a semester in how long you'd been this, going to. It,
0: college? Was his per, it was his first semester. First so semester. he started there in August and then he went missing in November. So it, it was his first semester.
1: Okay. I suppose we can't leave this out, uh, being that he was a young man, uh, going, uh, starting college. What about relationships, a girlfriend playing the field? Uh, you know, how would you explain that part of his life?
0: Um, He had a longtime girlfriend um, for many years. Um, They were not together, uh, officially together anymore when he did disappear, Uh, Mm. but they were still close friends. I mean, they still talked nice, hard nightly, Um, but I'm sure he was dating other people after that, too.
1: Okay. Did, uh, maybe they break up because he went to college. Sometimes that happens, you know, uh, the woman goes one way, the man goes. Yeah. I mean, way. she, she
0: had another year of, uh, high school. Um, but they, they still were hanging out on weekends and seeing each other. They just, whatever, they weren't official or whatever they call it now.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Let me, uh, okay. So, so he has a relationship, uh, was serious, maybe in high school, but he goes to college. We know, anybody who goes to college know how knows how that can be, you know, people split up and maybe the boy or girl does follow the other one to the college if they're graduating a year later. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. All right, let's move on. How was uh, that first semester at college uh, going? Your impression, I realize you were not there, uh, you know, keeping an eye on him 24 seven, but in your opinion, what he was telling you, how was it going?
0: Um, From what he told me and how it seemed, everything was going good. Um, I mean, he did let me log in so I could see his grades and stuff. Um, So I did have access. So, I mean, I know he was doing good. Um, He talked to me about it. Like I knew every Sunday for whatever class he had something due by midnight. He'd always tell me, I got it, you know, done. So, I mean, he was informative. I know he was doing good. Um, Mm -hmm. And when he actually went missing, I emailed that teacher to say, did Justin turn in his thing by midnight? And she said, right. no. And mm-hmm. that was alarming to me because he always told me she did it. And I mean, she didn't tell me right away. But after I begged for information from that teacher, she finally did tell me he didn't turn it in. So,
1: yeah, OK, well, I got I have to say that really says something for Justin that he would uh, give his mother the own logins uh, so she could see how his grades are. I would have never done that with my mother in my college years but so I have total respect. <laughs> uh God rest your soul my mother but uh I got to give a lot of respect to him uh for being to do you know do that obviously he respected you quite a bit to you know see you know and trusted you and you trusted him to have that sort of arrangement. Okay. And I guess being that he did that he must have thought he was doing you know pretty okay. All right. Yeah. Um who was his did he have a roommate in college was that arranged Did somebody else a friend of his from high school go there with him Um,
0: they had he had roommates they rented an apartment and he was in the apartment with two other people he went to high school with Um, one was going to UGA and one was going to uh Gainesville State also with Justin
1: Uh, okay so they were living together but one was actually going to a different school
0: right right because it's all in that same Athens area
1: Okay. All right. And um what about work? You say he had, you know, they were renting a, an apartment. Was he had he did he have a job in high school? Was he working while he was in college? Uh what what was going on there?
0: Justin worked at Quick Trip uh, while he was in high school. Um so during his breaks and stuff, they would let him come back. Um right. but up in high school or up when he was in college, he was working at a pizza place called Gumby's Pizza.
1: Gumby's Pizza, I love it. Going so. back to Saturday Night Live. Okay. <laughs> uh quick quick trip. Is that like a convenience store or, or it's a try? gas
0: station. Um, you know, a bigger gas station.
1: Okay. And when he worked at this pizza place, is that like uh actually working in the oven or was he like a delivery guy? What was he doing?
0: Um, I believe he was the delivery guy.
1: Okay, and they can make some nice tips. Okay, so he's managing his schooling and working at the same time. And it seems like he was um doing pretty fine. I, I I mean, how were you feeling about him? You know, how his life was going at that time before his disappearance. How were you feeling uh, about I
0: was that? feeling it was going pretty good. I mean, he had, you know, saved money to get that apartment. He worked hard to make sure he had the money for the, you know, his schooling. Um mm-hmm. and he was, you know, working and doing his jobs. Um, he, you know, seemed concerned, you know, I mean, he wanted to do a good job and be able to pay his bills and go to school.
1: Okay. All right. Let's move on to a couple things. And, you know, we're going to talk about these issues just because I think we need to consider them. or We'll talk about them for as short a time as possible, but we do have to talk about them. Um, he did have uh, an issue, though, uh, with a Drinking. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a DUI, but he had been drinking. We have to remember that he was underage at the time of his disappearance. But uh, was he passed out in his car and a police officer showed up? You know, what exactly happened there and when and where did that happen?
0: To my understanding, he was passed out in the backseat of his car. The officer came by. Of course, he's in the vehicle, passed out underage drinking um, and got a ticket for underage drinking. Um, he was in Athens out by where the school is.
1: Okay any uh was he like at a party Or he go out somewhere and then just decide to sleep it off is that what you think happened or you know what did he tell maybe i'll just ask you this what did he tell you about it or did you not know about it what, what was the status of that
0: i did not know about it at all um mm-hmm. until after the fact um so i assume he was sleeping it off instead of drinking and driving um mm-hmm. but either way he was underage drinking so right. he was you know charged with that
1: Okay. And, and like you just said, you didn't find out about that until after and we'll come back to that. So that's something, let me just ask you this now that he's been missing. And we, of course we know he's been missing, you know, for a while now, unfortunately, very sad. Um, have you heard anything else about anything like this? Any other problems like this? Uh, was this common? Do you think that he was drinking underage or, or was this like oh, a one time? What do you think?
0: Oh, I don't definitely don't think it was one time. Um, After talking to people, I think it's, I mean, they were definitely drinking in their apartment. When I went up to the apartment, there was plenty of alcohol for more than three people there. Um, But I'm sure it wasn't his first time. I'm sure he was going up to Wild Bill's and, you know, um, drinking, you know, when he was up there, um, like any college student. And um it wasn't his first time for sure
1: okay that does bring us to the second topic and as the listeners <laughs> and viewers know we follow outlines uh for these interviews because we want to make sure we cover everything but uh maybe what uh of course maybe made uh, drinking underage simpler is that he had a fake id was this something that he was doing on his own did, did did you find out that maybe somebody else was making them and he bought one what what was the story on that well that. the
0: fake ID had um, that we believe he had the night was one of his old friends IDs, but it was uh, spoken of that Justin was making fake IDs Um, at his college dorm he was making some fake IDs Um, but to my knowledge one he had was actually his old friend, uh, Brad Shuey, I think is the name that they said was on it, um, which was, was someone's actual ID he had. It was his fake ID, his buddy's old ID.
1: Okay, so uh, was this uh, guy then, a guy who would have been 21 then? So yeah, was he was so, the guy that
0: like- I yeah, he worked with at Quick Trip I believe, maybe, and uh, he was older, and to my understanding, Justin had that ID. Did they look alike? Um, Fairly, yeah
1: okay um unfortunately
0: right. i don't think the people at the nightclubs really look at it really or cared. you know yeah really care right.
1: right that's a good point too okay uh all right so fake ids i don't know if anybody is really surprised at people doing that i never had a fake id but on the other hand i was never much cared about I, to this day i really don't care much about drinking so but i did know people who did have uh fake ids so not crazy all right so And we're going to come back to at least one of those issues maybe a little later let's move on to this just the days and weeks before we've already mentioned this place once wild bills why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about it what you know just describe the place does it still even exist today in 2022 was it a common hangout for justin what can you say about all of that
0: wild bills is a large nightclub uh well over three thousand people can be there at a time it's a different name now um back back in the day on thursdays was called thirsty thursdays 18 to come in or and 21 to drink or 18 to party 21 to drink i guess was their little tagline yes. on Thursday, thursday um um but like on sundays like when that you were younger they would have Teen night so i'm not I don't remember ever letting him go there then but um i did hear you know on thursdays um he he didn't have classes on friday his Mm. athens is 45 minutes an hour from us so he would come home on the weekends hang out at our house go out and then on thursdays i now know that he was going up to wild bills
1: all right and so you Um, would say your estimation once again we realize you were not following him around but you would say that he had been to wild bills several times most definitely several times.
0: I mean, okay. from when I, I went up there afterward, I've talked to many people. Justin had been there several times. I mean, the bartenders and ladies
1: knew him up there. They knew him pretty well. And that, okay. Yeah. OK, and would you say, uh, and this will be an issue when we do talk about his disappearance, would you say that he usually went them by himself, by himself? Or would you say that he usually went with friends as a group, all got in, got to drink, and do whatever else? Or did he just kind of show up sometimes by himself?
0: Um, I think he usually went with friends, um, but if not, he knew, like I said, the club is huge. Um, He knew a lot of people that would be at the club. Um,
1: And and this club was not in Athens. It was in Duluth?
0: In Duluth, which is Gwinnett County, which is like 10, 15 minutes from his childhood home.
1: Okay. All right. So just wanted to make clear, we know he's going to school, but where Wild Bill's is, it's not where he's going to school. It's back near his hometown
0: right where all his high school and all his friends are
1: okay so he'd been there several times knows the place seemingly has been there enough that a lot of people who work there know him that's very common i know for the couple of places i go here in pinellas county the people waitresses and other people know me when i show up for example like trivia nights on thursday evenings not uncommon wild bills uh a popular place um as far as coming home from college and being home uh Came home a lot. It doesn't sound like it was very far away from Duluth to Athens. Come home a lot or once in a while? What did he do uh, there?
0: I mean, he came home most weekends. Um, this The weekend that he was home, when he went out on Thursday, He on Saturday, uh, he had a gutter cleaning job my husband had gave him where he was supposed to go clean out some gutters and make a quick $150. Um, so he'd come home because we would give, at that time we owned a roofing company back then. Oh. And we would give Justin um, little jobs like cleaning gutters or things he could do um, just to make some extra uh, money while he was up in college.
1: Okay, all right, and all right. So he's there, uh, comes home once in a while. It seems like he came home that week wake- weekend maybe because he was going to make one hundred and fifty bucks. Yes, right, and that's probably more money that he would have made in a couple of days working as a pizza delivery driver, probably. Exactly all right okay so it's all in the economics okay now something that was going on at the time of his disappearance and i really don't know if it ever did get resolved but we have to talk about it because it's a crime and you know maybe this is connected to his disappearance maybe his charge card somebody was using at least the numbers from his charge card to buy things did you know about that before he went missing? Had he told you about this? Is something that popped out afterwards? What do you know about the, this particular topic?
0: No, he had uh, told me, kept saying, mom, my bank account, you know, and I, he sent me the info, I logged in and looked it over. And I said, you're right. You know, the charged someone was using his bank card to like order pizzas and they weren't out where he was living. And um, like GED classes or SAT testing. Um, and he had one up to the police station, and he was supposed to be going up there. I mean, they made a case number. He's supposed to be going up there to talk about it, but he went missing before his appointment with the whatever at the police department. They were gonna take more information from him.
1: Okay. Uh, if you can remember, I realize this has been fifteen years now, but do you remember how? uh long before he went missing that this problem popped up was it like a month before two months before you know i want to say it go? was in four weeks i four mean months. it it was
0: maybe even two weeks when he told me because he made the appointment and the police department where he was going was gwinnett county so i mean it, it was no more than probably three or four weeks before he went missing that he brought it to my attention
1: okay any idea how much money was charged to his card in that time before he went missing a hundred bucks 200 300 400 any
0: idea uh it was probably at least 500 to a thousand
1: wow so huh okay um did justin ever tell you how he thought that might have happened where it happened because you know i guess from my point of view it's obviously that he has his card or something so somebody actually had the numbers I guess out there, somehow they got the numbers, the expiration date and all of that to be able to do this. Did he ever give you um, an idea of how this could have happened? Did he ever say, well, I think this person or that person might have done it? Anything like that?
0: No, he had no, I mean, to my knowledge, he had no idea. He didn't let me, you know, feel like he had any idea. He was just mad that someone got in his bank account with his hard-earned money and, you know, he had bills to pay and he was freaking out
1: right uh did the bank never
0: said where it could have happened
1: okay did the bank ever reimburse him for that money did they know that he you know did not make these charges did they fix it
0: i mean i know he had started a case with them i'd have to look i i can't honestly recall to say if they fixed it or not
1: okay because uh i think even i you and i had talked about in a previous conversation i once had my wallet stolen and it was my fault i had a convertible car at the time i left the wallet in the console right where everybody could see it in the apartment complex my fault somebody took it ended up spending some money but it certainly was nowhere close to five hundred dollars you know let alone a thousand dollars but i caught it fairly quickly and i knew how it happened but what you're saying here is justin wasn't sure what what happened
0: yeah he he didn't know where the numbers came from um he did track down he let the you know police know that he's had his card but you know it was showing charges at an area where he wasn't at
1: okay and was this area where these charges being made were they made at his school city of athens or were these charges being made in duluth where he grew up
0: uh they were more made out in Gwinnett county where snellville but snellville duluth area um the charges were more out in our area and not where he was going to school
1: okay so presumably then i guess we could say that of course he goes missing from the area where these charges were being made so it would seem like that's somebody there somehow got his numbers from that area it wasn't all this wasn't being done in athens something to think about and do you know if did the police continue to pursue that after he went missing or did it just kind of get dropped after he went missing
0: i'm pretty sure it got dropped and went up in smoke No one was greasing the thing, making it squeak, and they, you know, there's lots of crime. And unfortunately, I think they just stop if no one's pressing it.
1: Okay. So, so to this day, whoever was done that has never been charged with anything at all. No,
0: no, I think think Justin missed that appointment where they were, Gwinnett County was going to try to help him figure it out. He missed that appointment. I don't think anything ever happened again. They probably thought he didn't show up. He you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you know? um Do you even know if the charges stopped after Justin went missing? Did he cancel the card? Do Do, do we even? Know uh,
0: he had him, but we ended up. I mean, once he went missing, we ended up closing that bank account.
1: So. Oh well, that'll fix it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Something to think about it's uh, is. You know, I, I have to admit it's a little strange, you know, he's at school, but somehow somebody has his numbers back in his hometown and then that's where he goes missing. Maybe there's something there. Okay. But overall, I know I asked you this once uh, before, I'm going to ask you again, ask you again, overall though, feeling pretty decent. We know that you, you know, he didn't, you, you, we know that you didn't know he got caught, you know, drinking underage, being in the back of his car. But uh, other than that, you know, how are you feeling about uh, his prospects for, becoming, you know, getting to 19 years old, 20, et cetera. How were you feeling? Uh,
0: never had any doubts. He was going to do just fine, you know? I mean, he was going to strive. He was going to do good. a good job. I mean, um, he was going to make us proud. I mean, I had no doubts. Um, okay. but, but it didn't work out that way.
1: Okay. I just have to ask, um, you know, before we get into the day of his disappearance, being that. He was 18 and it was he well, he was underage drinking and it seems like you did know that you didn't know that of course the police caught him but were you concerned about that as his mother you know i'm not saying you needed to turn him into the police or anything but was there anything like you know maybe you know my son shouldn't be doing this uh, uh, that hit you at all or just weren't no, concerned about no, it at all
0: no i mean i didn't know he was underage drinking before he went missing uh, so i uh, mean
1: okay. I, um, okay
0: but i mean Justin had no problems. I mean, I had no concerns. I mean, he was doing fine. Um, And like I said, I didn't know he was underage drinking until after this all happened. Okay. All right. Gotcha.
1: All right. Let's move on to that day, November 1st, 2007. Um, Of course, Justin is back uh, in his hometown. Um, And what do you remember uh, about that day? Um,
0: Well, I know he uh, called me earlier the day before he even came, told me that him and his friend Chris were coming home, you know, he'd be there. um, He'd be stopping by, he came in, um, he hung out with me and my husband, we chatted, we did our stuff. Um, He took a shower, he came down with two shirts and asked my husband, which one do you want me to wear. Um, My husband said, wear the gray one, don't wear the brown one, make your eyes look like shit. Uh, (laughs) Make your eyes look bad. And um, we had a good conversation. He told us he was going out with his friends that night, and uh, he'd uh, see us by Saturday morning to clean those gutters.
1: uh, And so, November 1st, 2007, was that a Thursday or a Friday? It was a Thursday. Thursday, okay. Yeah. I do find it interesting. Okay. uh, And I have to admit, I do find it interesting that he asked his father about the color of the shirt and not you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> okay all right i would have never i've never asked my father about anything having to do with fashion ever so that's yeah, kind of funny. i
0: remember it's clearly he came straight down my husband's name is steven and he said hey steve which shirt do you think i should wear tonight for the ladies or something you know and uh okay. told him the gray shirt and i mean i remember what shirt he had on because of that whole thing yeah.
1: okay all right so he and uh you know so he's going out to wild bills and uh they get there approximately you know what time approximately
0: i'm gonna say approximately i want to say nine ten. i mean i'm real I, I unless i went over everything i don't know off the top of my head it was later in the evening i want to say it was right before 10 because there's a cutoff or something for vip passes right at the time he was showing up
1: okay and did he have a vip pass
0: He apparently did have a VIP pass.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. So he got that somehow. And my understanding is that he did not go alone. He went with a couple other people, but for some reason he got in and they didn't. What do you know about what was the reason for that?
0: Um, Justin went with, um, the guy he came home from school with and his girlfriend, they all went up to Wild Bills together. Um, and for some reason, um, his buddies and his girls VIP pass didn't work or they weren't able to get in for free. And they told Justin, Hey, we're leaving. We can't get in for free. Justin was in and Justin said, you know, don't worry, you know, I'll get away home. And, uh, his, his friend and his girlfriend, um, they left
1: okay and so one of them had driven and justin had ridden along with one of them correct all right so they leave so he's without a ride but as you've already stated he's been to wild bills many times it's kind of near his hometown and he's probably thinking i'll work something out at two or three in the morning whatever exactly i'm gonna get a ride home okay what have you learned about of course he's going in there presumably he's going to run into people that he knows What have you learned about that night, him being there? And in fact, there is video uh, of him inside there uh, that night. In fact, there's a video of him leaving too. But what do you understand about, you know, that night, him being there? What did he do? Who did he talk to?
0: Um, It looks like he made his rounds around the club, talked to numerous people that he knew, um, stopped the dance, talked to more people, um, and, I mean, just socialized with everyone. like he could walk up to a stranger and talk no problem. He didn't have a problem with that. Um, So um, numerous of his friends, you know, let me know they saw him there, they ran into him, you know, they hung out with him for a while, Um, but it seems like he was there for, you know, inside the club for at least two hours um, and was seen and talked to, you know, plenty of people.
1: Okay. How big of a place uh is this? Is this a place that uh holds 100 people, 200 people? How big would you say it was?
0: It holds thousands of people. Thousands. There was probably 3,000 people there that night.
1: 3,000 with 3 zeros. Well, yes. It was big. What kind of, uh is this like a country bar or 3,000 people Well, Are people- back in the day, um
0: there's a guy named Bill Gentry who is sort of a country singer. He owned the place. Um, So it was Wild Bills. They did country on some nights. Thursday was 95.5 The Beat Club, um, which I would think was their most uh, popular night. It was more like hip hop. Um, But they did have lots of, you know, they held some, you know, uh, concerts there for different, I know, numerous country artists uh, back in the day.
1: So big place, Um, very popular. It's like the happening place there it was the club yeah okay all right uh i have a question for you so you're seeing these people you've cursed have learned about how he was talking to these people and he probably knew people there anyway did he ever ask for a ride from any of them that night while he's in there trying to maybe like plan ahead well, you know my friends didn't couldn't get in i don't have a ride did he ask any of these people for a ride you know like for later in the night
0: yeah, yeah, they, he definitely did. I had one person tell me he had asked for him. He said that uh he didn't see Justin before he left. He had hmm. left. He was already 30 like 30 minutes from home. This one, he lived further away. And then Justin had called him and said, dude, I thought you were gonna take me. And he said he couldn't find Justin and he had went on his way. Um But okay. I am aware of two people that Justin had mentioned, you know, hey, maybe you can give me a ride home later.
1: Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay so he's there he knows he needs a ride and he's kind of planning ahead. We're going to talk a and we're going to talk right now about later in the night but he's in there he knows he needs a ride and so he's trying to plan ahead and maybe it just doesn't, doesn't sound like in this particular instance you just mentioned it just didn't work out because Justin wasn't around it sounds like a huge place and if they just You're didn't run into your, each other.
0: Yeah and then you don't hear your phone ring see the guy right. said he didn't hear his phone ring while he was on the club so and I, I mean right. I have to believe that because I I've been in that club and there's, it's very noisy.
1: Okay. Did any of them who saw Justin in the club that night say that he was, uh, drunk? Did he have a buzz going on? Was he tipsy? Any idea how much, um, he drank that night? Maybe if somebody got a hold of his credit card or something after the fact, do we have any idea of his, you know, statuses with alcohol that night?
0: I do not know. Um, he did not have his credit card with him. He only had cash. His physical wallet was at my house with his credit cards, his real ID and all that. So he only had cash with him. Um, I talked to numerous people. Um, a lot of them said, Justin wasn't drunk. He was fine. Um, I did speak to one person that said that Justin wasn't acting like himself. Um, but that person I don't know as well, so I don't know how well they knew Justin. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I can only assume he was drinking um, from the video of him walking out. Um, I mean, I don't know if you could tell, I mean, he's not stumbling, so I don't think he's plastered, but I mean, I don't know how well he could hold his alcohol either.
1: Okay, and and you may, maybe people are thinking, well, he didn't bring his wallet and his credit card to the place maybe that was because he knew that his credit card had been stolen you know the numbers had been stolen could that have been a factor of why he didn't bring it with him you your opinion
0: it could have been or he knew that if you don't have your cards you can't spend money and he was pretty cheap
1: okay and he was going to the
0: i'm not gonna lie he was cheap okay. i mean I mean, he, he was going to the club because he had free, you know, it's a good place to hang out, lots of friends, and it wasn't going to cost him the $10 to get in because he was too cheap to spend the $10 to get in. All right.
1: Okay. Very good. Any idea how much cash he had on him that night?
0: Um, I would guess under $40, but I I mean, that's just a guess.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right, so we move on uh, till November second. So this is now the very, very early morning uh, hours, if not minutes, of November second, this Friday, and he prepares to leave. And if, uh, as we've heard, uh, he tried to get a ride from a couple people who are already there, but it just sounds like the timing wasn't right, and people are leaving, and who knows where he is. And they, you know, on the other hand, they might have just forgotten that Justin, you know, needed a ride. There, you know, who knows what's going on in their lives, but. Um, How many calls did he make uh, to try to get a ride and what did some of these people tell you about those calls later after he went missing? What can we say about that?
0: Justin made a lot, a lot of calls and texted a lot um, of people Um, from the phone records. I could see he called well over 50 people. Um, Lots of texts went out that night. Unfortunately, I can't see who he texted Um, the people. I mean, I know was one his one friend was out working. Um, He had a delivery job late at night delivering food, Um, so he couldn't get them. Um, the guy that originally brought him, when Justin called him back for a ride, he said that they had already turned his girlfriend's car over to her parents. And they didn't have a car, um, or, you know, a lot of people at one, two AM aren't answering the phone because they are sleeping. Um, so a lot of people, it was just voicemails. And you know, when they checked it later, it was Justin looking for a ride.
1: Over 50 calls texts. I mean, really, really wanted to find somebody to pick them up. Right okay all right and these people said he sounded fine didn't sound i mean was he mad uh that they weren't going to pick him up you know Uh, anything
0: no one said that he was they were mad or he sounded mad um just said he was at wild bills and needed a ride home um but it didn't sound angry or mad or drunk they didn't say
1: Okay, and these people, what for the most part they were already in bed and just said, "Sorry, I can't help you out." That was the yeah, or response. they
0: didn't answer. I mean, like his old girlfriend right. got calls and she was already. I mean, they didn't answer. They never got the message till the next day.
1: Okay, very good. All right, so now I just have to ask you just uh, just to think about this for a moment. Uh, if he, after all these calls, couldn't find anybody, how long of a walk would it have been from Wild Bill's to your house?
0: uh well if you're in shape i guess you could have, you could make it in two hours easily i mm-hmm. mean um mm-hmm. so I, i'm guessing it's five miles at the most maybe six from our house to there okay so
1: so not crazy it would be at no. night you know granted it's november i don't know how cold it was remember we have to remember this is georgia it's not alaska
0: so if he's
1: dressed properly if he really really had to he could probably do it he probably
0: could if he really had to do it
1: okay do you know of any circumstance in the past that he had ever walked home from wild bills or walked that far back to your house ever uh
0: no never no um
1: okay his friends
0: seem to make it sound like he would have stayed there till he found a ride before walking home so
1: Okay. And you said he was cheap, but I still have to ask any proof on his records uh, that he tried to call a taxi? Of course, this is the years before Uber and Lyft. Did he try to call a taxi, anything like that, to pick him up?
0: No, no records of a taxi or any kind of a service like that.
1: Okay. All right. So he leaves the club, and you have already stated there is video of him leaving. Correct. Okay. By himself? By
0: himself, on the phone
1: he was on so, the phone
0: on, on the phone when you see him walking out he has the phone to his air he's walking out talking to someone at that point
1: okay do it being that you got to see his records any idea who he was talking to at that very moment that he's on the video
0: um if i went through the records and matched up the times i could actually Actually, when I think about it, I could actually know who he was talking to at that moment if I would okay. look at the
1: records. Okay, but off the top of your head, you don't know who it no, was. And John no. Smith or Jane Doe, we just don't know the name nope, right at this
0: moment. No, don't know the name right now.
1: Okay, all we know is uh, seemingly nobody he tried He tried to call or text came to pick him up. Correct. Um, anybody following him, you know, I bring this up because this is not the first time we've talked about somebody going missing after going to a club. I covered the disappearance way back in 2017 uh, of the disappearance of Brandi Wells, who went to a bar by herself and then is on video leaving the club. But certainly in that circumstance, she left with somebody, even though she went there by herself, she left with another guy and that man has never been identified. Uh, And she, and that missing, that, the disappearance is still in it and I think it occurred right around that 2007 uh, time frame as well, but with uh, Justin anybody following him was he with anybody else woman man just by himself.
0: Um, it looked by itself, someone has brought to my attention that they thought that looks like someone's maybe following him, um, but I would have to deep dive deeper into the video. Mm -hmm. um they're looking from a news clip part of the video but i have more of the video so i could look further um where they thought someone when he was leaving was turned around and followed them but i can't verify
1: that okay how much uh i've not seen the listeners should know i've not seen this video but on that video how long is he's leaving the place how long is he on can you see him on the screen from the point you see him to the point he goes off the screen how long is that
0: Uh, probably 45 seconds or so. Oh, um, pretty long. So he comes out of the building. He's on his phone. He makes a left. And I could see him all the way across the front of the building until he makes the next left where he goes down the side and the cameras were out over there. Mm -hmm. Um, It said, I can't find it on video, that he had ended up back in the front of the, he was on the bench in front of the club after that uh, texting and calling people for a long time um mm-hmm. unfortunately i can't verify he made it back around the building because that camera doesn't show that area where people are saying he was sane again
1: okay all right uh your understanding uh if you've ever maybe even been to wild bills yourself and gone in there for a concert or anything him leaving and going that direction uh why do you think he chose to go that direction in contrast to going any other direction any insight into that has anybody ever offered you uh an opinion to you or if you have your i mean
0: i i don't i mean because in the front of the building is the main parking lot so over you know to the other way i mean unless you're going to talk because you want it quieter because i'd be going towards the side or the back of the building which it would be quieter at that point um but not as many people park over there
1: okay so not totally crazy that he went that direction but uh di- w- 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 being that you've watched the video a lot of people walking that direction like he did or was he one of the few
0: and no i mean i guess many people walk that direction and they park back there um i used mm-hmm. to go up to wild bills every thursday that passed, passed out that fire. Fire,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um so i mean people definitely parked in the back but it uh, i mean most people are going to park in the front if you can find a spot
1: okay all right So, of course, we know that he leaves, and we'll get into some of these stories that have popped up regarding after he goes off camera and is uh, not seen again on camera. We're going to get into that a little later. Um, Of course, this is where the disappearance starts. But uh, later on June, uh, excuse me, later on November 2nd of 2007, of course, he's not home. Maybe you're expecting him to be home when you get up uh, later that day. Um, Who noticed first? What did you do? Maybe your husband or maybe one of Justin's siblings or something. What transpires on November 2nd when Justin isn't home?
0: Nothing, because I didn't expect Justin home until late Friday night or Saturday morning to do the gutters because he was going to hang out with his friends. Um, Okay. So on, you know, November 2nd, I'm doing my own thing still Um, had no worries. Now on the third on Saturday morning when Justin isn't at the house didn't come home and isn't at the house at 7am. Now I'm freaking out because Justin's not home to make that $150. And that boy loves money.
1: Okay. So on that Friday, November 2nd, nobody called you or texted you and said, you know what, I'm trying to call Justin and he's not calling me back. He's not getting back to me. Nothing like that happened on November 2nd at all.
0: No. Wow. But on Saturday, That's when I start texting everyone going,
1: what's going on? Okay. So we have, unfortunately, and we know in disappearances, how important those even just minutes after somebody goes missing, how important they are. Of course, then when you get to an hour and then you get to several hours, you get to a day, we know uh, it gets very complicated very quickly. So essentially it was over 24 hours before anybody who really, truly cared about Justin knew that you know something wasn't quite right. So on November 3rd, what did you do? Uh, I'm guessing, of course, you tried to call and text them. Um, But who else did you try to contact? And what kind of feedback were you getting from people on November 3rd?
0: Uh, I was calling everyone I knew of Justin's friends, um, asking if they heard from him. Um, we hadn't heard from him um they were just saying oh don't worry Justin's fine Justin's fine it's you know um I called the person that Justin was supposed to be taken back to school with them they're like oh he's fine you know um his old girlfriend I called her uh, but no one had talked to him and you know they were all like oh just it's Justin he's fine he's fine you know I went on his MySpace back then yes um and started messaging people on his uh, MySpace, you know, looking for him, trying to go through messages. And everyone's like, oh, nothing, no, Jay Gaines is fine. Now, you know, he's gonna be fine. Um, So um, on Saturday, I tried to stay calm and believe everyone. And then on Sunday, I made calls again. And then his friends called me and said, okay, we can't find him. something's wrong. Um, But in my gut, I knew something was wrong. My son, Saturday Saturday morning.
1: Saturday, once again, because he was there to help uh, with his gutter job. Of course, uh, if not anything else, there was $150 in it for him. And he would probably know if I miss this, I don't get that money. So, of course, he wants to show up and get that done. Um, At what point in all of this did you find out that, uh, you know, of course, your understanding was that he was going to this place with his friends and everybody was going to get in? And then, you know, of course, then this friend would then give Justin a hunt ride home. When did you find out that Justin got into Wild Bills, but these other two did not, thus causing Justin to try to find a ride? When did you find that out?
0: Um, I'm not sure if I knew that on Saturday, but by Sunday I definitely did. Um, I knew that uh, his friend, Chris, didn't get in with him. Um, It might've been on Saturday when I talked to Chris, he might've said, hey, you know, we never went in. Um, but Justin went in and, you know, he had his pass and he was going to get a ride home.
1: Okay. All right. And, um, all right. So I'm guessing on Saturday, of course you tried to call him. Did it ring and ring and ring if you remember, or did it go right to voicemail? What, what do you remember about that?
0: The dreaded straight to voicemail.
1: No ringing whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I never got it to ring ever. Um, for the every call i made, you know, for him. I think I, I think I started Friday night calling them because I expected them home Friday before the gutters. Um, but it always went to voicemail, never rang, could never leave a message.
1: Okay. All right. And so finally, uh, of course, it seems mothers have that intuition. They know that something bad has happened first and then eventually all the friends uh, come to think the same way as we've heard many, many times on Unfound. So we get to that Sunday. Of course, he's, um, you know, finally his friends and everybody start to worry. When do you get the police involved in, in all of this? Or maybe first, did you maybe go down to Wild Bill's or try some other things before contacting the police? What was the, the the timeline of events regarding all of that?
0: Oh, no, as soon as I hung up with his friends on that Sunday night, as soon as they called and said they thought there was a pro- problem. Which I already knew there was a problem in my heart, but everyone's trying to calm my mom heart down. Um, as soon as I hung up the phone, um, it was late. We called the police right away. I, as soon as I hung up the phone, I was, I called him right away. I was distraught. I just knew something was wrong. I was mad that we didn't call earlier, but everyone convinced me. Oh, he's fine. He's fine.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the police, uh, they show up at your place. Uh, you know, fill out the report. Uh, what do that? You know, of course, you know, we're into the first, the second, the third, the fourth. Do they eventually go down to Wild Bill's and talk to the people there? What do you understand about the police work that was done in in, in that time?
0: They took that report,
1: and that was about it.
0: <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, I'm pretty sure that was about it. They took that report, and um, they only did things when they were pushed um or you know i we initiated at first um like getting videos and stuff um Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like the police did anything they didn't seem to take it serious um um which was con thing because the officer was like oh you know he's 18 guys go they always come back um But, um, of course there's forums now and I'm on a police forum and the wife of this officer was like, oh my gosh, my husband took a report the other night and he has a really bad feeling about this one, that this one isn't like, you know, most kids. So when their oats Mm -hmm. are coming back, he has a bad feeling, you know, um, and they're trying to tell me it's not a big deal. But, you know, this officer went home and told his wife that this time he had a bad feeling about this missing person,
1: you know? Okay. (laughs) all right so you fill out this report in your opinion police don't do much hard to argue with that that's uh usually the response i get when i ask that question uh any searches done if the police weren't going to do it did you and your husband maybe um justin's other siblings friends start riding around trying to look for him look for anything what you know what, what what about all that
0: yeah on monday on that monday uh we had by that time we had uh Overnight that Sunday, we reported by Monday. We had flyers. Um, many of people helped. We started searching. We started at Wild Bills. We camped out in the parking lot. We started, you know, we had maps and we started looking for things, figuring things out. Um, we searched for at least a week. Um, and then we got involved with Texas Equisearch. And we actually had a command post and we searched for probably two to three months, we had a command post and people showed up every day. My husband and I didn't work and they showed us how to make these maps. And we did grid searches daily. Um, Texas EquiSearch came and at one point we had the Georgia National Guard horse mount team or something came out. Um, We've done four wheelers, um, but it was a constant searching for I want to say at least 90 days. in all different directions, um, working off of how Texas Equisearch taught us, you know, how we should do the grid. And, you know, we did his route home. So if he would have walked home, you know, which way would he have went You know, we went like 50 feet off the highways and streets and with four wheelers and, you know, that, you know, where the phone pinged um all yeah. around wild bills.
1: So yeah, we're gonna talk about the pings here in a little bit. Um, most people i'm guessing have not been to uh this part of georgia but how would you describe once again this is just we don't theorize on these interviews the listeners know we don't do that but just to give an idea of this area what kind of walk is it you've already told everybody how long it would take what kind of walk would this be let's just say that he did decide to try to walk what kind of walk is this from wild bills to your place it was it mostly you know residential streets or eventually is there like uh, woods and streams and rivers and things how would you describe that most of it's going to be residential Um,
0: uh, the first road he would have went down would have been a very very busy road many cars even at that time of night it's always busy Um, 85 runs off of Pleasant Hill Um, and then uh, going to our house, the closest route he would have went on this little highway road, which is just for cars, no big trucks, um, and followed that down. He would wouldn't have been in any rural areas, um, very populated, busy areas. If he would have walked home.
1: Okay, very good, thank you. Uh, what about we're going to talk about this video a little bit more, and you know, because I certainly want I want all the listeners to hear how you got the video and everything. But the people at Wild Bills, would you say that they were helpful? unhelpful were they kind of hesitant to talk about a disappearance of one of their patrons how would you explain the people at wild bills
0: um in the beginning um i i guess once i made friends with them i told them who i was and i got introduced with them they were very kind they would let me come up there like every thursday and hand flyers out and say my i somewhat missing from this establishment so i'm grateful there um, um they always welcomed me in um to you know look around or whatever um and i was eventually able to get some video from them so i i believe they 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 seemed to be helpful they weren't trying to uh shut me up
1: okay all right very good um what you know about justin going to wild bills now and all that you said he went there very often knew a lot of people there to your knowledge did he ever have any problems getting a ride home from that place before whether he'd been there one you know two times or 50 times ever had an issue where you know he had to find a ride at the end of the night
0: not that i know of but i mean it could have have happened um i I wouldn't be surprised if he looked for a ride home
1: before before okay Yeah, maybe i should ask you this do you know any reason why uh, he didn't drive to wild bills that night why did this other person drive any any uh, well
0: i have no idea um because he had drove home from athens in his car maybe because he didn't want to drink and drive maybe because he had already been in 12 for age drinking
1: right um
0: so um and the car that he had at college wasn't our name that we had gave him um mm-hmm. so maybe he was thinking he didn't want to drink and drive um but mm-hmm. that's my only guess that,
1: that's that is uh that makes a lot of sense and maybe i should ask you this this uh, being that you found out about this afterwards, how long was it that he got charged with that before he went missing underage? How, fa- how long was it before?
0: I want to say, say two say months so. before.
1: So Pretty it's long. Pretty long. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the, uh, the part of the interview I call the rest of the investigation. And I know I asked you this before, but I'm just going to ask you to again to set this all up these people who did answer their phones that early morning with Justin, uh, needing a ride in general, how would they say that he sounded? Did he sound uh, sober? Did he sound drunk? Did he maybe sound, Hey, let's just put this out there. Uh, did it sound like maybe somebody might've, um, you know, drugged him or something? How did he sound?
0: Uh, the people I left messages for all said he sounded fine. Um, i've only had one person ever tell me that justin seemed drugged that night like someone drugged him. Mm. but the person the girl that told me that i don't know who she is and i don't know if she really saw justin um it wasn't someone i know um the people he talked to said justin just sounded you know hey you know i'm looking for a ride i'm at wild bills are you up here can you give me a ride um they didn't say he sounded out of his mind or anything like that
1: Maybe I should ask you this, being that I know most of the listeners and viewers have not or never were to Wild Bills. What kind of reputation does that place have? Is this like one of those clubs, as we all know, where, you know, people are, uh, for example, dealing drugs in the restrooms and things or is a little uh, more clean establishment than that? How would you typify Wild Bills?
0: I couldn't honestly answer that, but I mean, it's a club. I mean, I
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Dealing drugs out of the bathroom. I mean, I don't think I, how nice of an establishment. I think that would be fun at lots of clubs. I mean, the nicer okay, club, yeah. more people have money, right?
1: Yeah, I, I guess I guess I guessing what I'm asking is uh, did they did this kind of club keep the riffraff out or not? Any ideas?
0: Um, no, I, I mean, no, I have no honest idea. No, I couldn't okay.
1: honestly answer that. OK, very good. All right, so they said he sounded pretty sober. Maybe he was drinking, but it wasn't affecting his speech. Obviously, it was not affecting how he could use his phone, was not affecting if he could text people, typing things out. So uh, he might have a few in him, and we know that he was underage drinking. But from a standpoint of knowing his name and where he was going and everything, it sounded like sounds like his mind is perfectly fine. You mentioned the phone pings. Let's talk about them right now. Uh, What did the phone, we've talked about the records and uh, already a little bit who he called and everything. But what about the phone pings? Where was the last ping? Uh, When was it? Uh, What do we know about that?
0: I believe the last ping was early Friday morning, around 2 a.m. And I believe, I always thought it was right within like two miles of Wild Bill's, like behind in the woods, I thought. Um, But from looking at some records, I think it shows more like four miles down the road um, is where his phone ping last at like 2 a.m. And it seems like around 2 a.m. at that point, his phone went went dead or got broke or something um, and never worked again
1: uh these this four miles down the road from wild bills in the direction of your house or in the direction opposite direction
0: opposite. it looks like the opposite direction of our
1: house opposite direction of your house okay okay um and maybe i should ask you about that being that it was early into the next morning any knowledge of um how justin charged his phone the day before we know that he was at your house or maybe he came home from college did he have a charger in his car did he charge the phone at your house is it you know would his chart phone run out of a charge at 2 a.m what do you think uh
0: um if i don't remember him ca- charging it once he got here so imagine he probably charged in his car on the way um i mean i assumed i'm not sure if it was fully thing but he, i could tell he had a lot of activity on his phone that night um it definitely could have went dead if he's like his brother he would never had his phone charged
1: though okay Okay. i guess we also have to remember um you know 2007 was when the iphone came out the first you know you know a smartphone i guess as we call them now um but we did of course a little before that we had blackberries you know which were fairly sophisticated what did he have
0: Justin loved phones. I always think, God, if he saw phones nowadays, he'd be amazed with the things you could do on phones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he had one of those. Uh, he had several phones. He changed the SIM card, but he had uh, the sidekick one where the, the sc- screen flipped up, the long oh, one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's one.
0: I, I have like tons of Justin's old phones. I look <laughs> at him. I go, man, I could probably like go through there and go like the errors. And if he'd look at it now, he'd be amazed. Yeah, I think sure. he had like one of those sidekicks like. Where the keyboard, you know, the first time the keyboard would slide out, and you could, you know, text on that. Of course, right? Yeah, he'd be amazed with this internet and Chrome and Google nowadays.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Of course, yes. So I guess what I'm saying here is, you know, once again, I got my first uh, cell phone in 2003, and they weren't as uh, as um, technologically advanced as they are today. And you could charge a phone and leave it; you could, you know, not charge it again for several days because you know, phones didn't do much back then. Yeah. Now, I mean, the batteries are a lot better, but the phones do so much more, and so you got to charge them every day. So I guess we have to remember that regarding that phone. But that's, for the time in 2007, that was a fairly sophisticated phone. Yeah. So it's not crazy to think that it might have run out of charge if you didn't charge it all the day before. Okay. All right. I think that's helpful. Uh, The video from Wild Bills. How did you get it? Uh, We don't hear too much about establishments uh, giving up video of missing people, but I'm glad Wild Bills did. How did you get it and what have you seen on it? How much coverage is there? What can you tell the listeners um, about it?
0: The video um, we police weren't getting it. Um, I got a call one day from someone with the FBI and they said that they got a call and they would like to help us. And what did we need? And I, I'm not sure my uncle somebody made i don't know what happened but luckily this gentleman went with us to wild bills and wild bills gladly showed us the video and they let us take a flash drive in and pull off all the video we could get um but um um, an fbi agent um helped us and he um there was many cameras not all the cameras worked um unfortunately we didn't realize till after the fact we only got the video from 11 p.m or 10 p.m later not the earlier video Mm -hmm. um and by the time we were going to go back that video was missing and the police never got it um but it's a video of going in the club checking ids um at the cashier where you pay and some views around the club um showing people a lot of it sh- you know focus on bartenders making sure they're not you know they're being honest themselves
1: yeah. yes yes and on those videos you've watched how many times do you see justin on there
0: um i know for a fact i can find him like five times in the video um in the line going in paying when he first gets in um, with a friend at one point he walks by that front door again and then the other time the fifth time is when i see him leaving the establishment and walking out on his phone
1: okay all right so you got this video uh how many hours in total would you say you've gotten of, of the video
0: um At least three, three and a half hours of the video, Um, and probably there's probably a good usable six, seven camera views.
1: Anything uh, once again, uh, you know, not, you know, kind of the untrained eye, a mother of a missing uh, son, you know, maybe an untrained eye, but to your eye, anything, did you see anything unusual on it at all?
0: No. I, I wish I could say I did. It would probably make me feel better. I Spent mm-hmm. many hours watching yeah. it, just trying to find something, something go like that aha, that aha moment. Yeah. But yes. unfortunately, I haven't had that yet.
1: Okay. As I spoke about earlier, there, there is certainly that something in this Brandy Wells disappearance in Texas. So there's certainly an aha moment because you know that she got there by herself. But then when she leaves, she's certainly with this other guy and he walks one way and he, she kind of follows him. And then, of course, her car is found later, abandoned, and she's still missing, and this guy has never been identified. So, so that's kind of what we're talking about, what you say, an aha moment. Nothing right. like that, unfortunately, with Justin's uh, disappearance. But he left by himself, outside cameras, not working. And so uh, when the FBI contacted you, did you even know that the FBI even knew that Justin was missing? Was that a surprise to you?
0: Yeah, it was a total surprise for me. Um, The guy said, you know, he was he's one of the lives in our local area. You know, kids went to the same school as, you know, our kids did um, and said that, you know, he had been reached and asked to help us. You know, what could he do? And the first thing we could think about was if we could get this video, um, that would be awesome. And he made it happen so fast. And then they physically gave it to me and our private investigator um and gave us all the hours of footage um Mm -hmm. i do wish we would have got the earlier of the night i would have noted it was missing right away uh, but at least we have something
1: yeah how long uh after justin went missing did this all occur this video and this guy coming forward to help you how long
0: um i'm gonna say within the first week um monday on monday we started searching to uh I would say yeah it was in the first week uh he was able to get it so
1: okay but would you say that justin's disappearance was an actual officially an fbi disappearance where they filled out all the paperwork or was this just no, an agent no. doing you a favor
0: it was just an agent doing a favor they basically they, they let you know it was definitely just an agent doing a favor Okay. Um, it's no fbi official case i believe way what they did uh the FBI did do the DNA test for me. Um uh, Justin's Justin's biological father lives in Ohio. They did send an agent up there to do his DNA. Um the other guy came here. So um the FBI is the one that did the DNA and got us into, is that CODIS or something or
1: CODIS, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and yeah, he's the one that did that. So um Okay. So they did help with that aspect too, and coordinating with uh, Justin's biological father up in Ohio and getting his DNA also.
1: Did you, uh, while we're on the topic, did you give them something of Justin so they could get his DNA? Uh, just for example, in case some remains were found somewhere.
0: Yeah, his toothbrush and hairbrush and stuff. So I did give them okay. um, his uh, his toothbrush that I had picked up um, at his apartment and everything.
1: Okay. All right, so uh, very uh, give a shout out to that FBI agent who uh, did something very very nice, even though he probably didn't have to. So that was very cool. And now you have, do you is that video still in your possession?
0: Yes, sir, I still have that video.
1: Okay, let's move on to this. And listeners know that we don't do too many rumors, uh, as uh, as Erica's, I'm sure you know, a lot of rumors surrounding, of course, Dustin's disappearance. All disappearances, as long as they're unsolved lots of rumors and usually i try to avoid them but i feel like we uh have to talk about this because it is a prominent part you can't maybe read about justin's disappearance without maybe this coming up so i feel like we're forced to talk about it let's talk about allegedly a blonde who picked justin up that night uh any proof of this where does this story come from when did you first hear about it let's let's just talk about it right now
0: i heard i'm not sure where where it came from i want to say someone named james (laughs) Um, but they saw um supposedly they saw justin getting into a black car with a blonde girl i think it might have been a blonde girl in a black dress into this car at the evening Um, and i believe the person that said that was someone that justin went to college with that was in one of justin's college classes um unfortunately this person has since passed away
1: oh my uh
0: the one that says uh he saw justin getting into the vehicle um was someone that justin was actually he he was at the club but he also went to school with justin at gainesville state
1: was that a coincidence that that guy was at wild bills just like justin was that i was same school or what
0: I would imagine it was a coincidence. I mean, like I said, it was a big club. It's not uncommon for a lot of people to go there. I mean, even from Athens or whatever. So, I mean, I would believe it was a coincidence. Um, I had never heard of this guy when he told me, you know, we did verify this gentleman was there. So, I mean, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if he actually saw Justin get into this car with this blonde girl.
1: Okay. But this is what, this guy said allegedly this tip came from this guy. Correct. Yeah. All right. So it's not like uh, somebody calling in some tip line, you know, where it's anonymous or something like this. You believe that this story comes from somebody who knew Justin who actually was there that night. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, Off the top of your head now, you've had 15 years to think about this. Does any woman that Justin knew fit that description, blonde, uh, driving a black car who may have been at wild bills that night.
0: Um, black car. I have no idea. Blonde. Uh, if you looked at Justin, MySpace page, he knew lots of blonde. So it doesn't really help at that moment anymore. As soon as you said blonde, I mean, it's ex like girlfriends. I mean,
1: so. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess what I'm also asking is, uh, all of these people that he called and to our knowledge, texted, uh, any knowledge that any of them are a blonde who drives a black car. You any know idea? what?
0: I have no idea, but that is really good thing for me to look into that okay. you just said it. Cause I never, I mean, thought of different things, but that'd be okay. a good thing to look into.
1: Yeah. It's probably after fi- uh, 15 years is probably, you know, maybe time to t- to track, uh, these yeah. people down of course the problem is when we start thinking about blonde women a lot of blondes are not natural blondes and by this time she might have changed her hair color three times so right, right. Uh, you She's know blonde.
0: redhead or brown yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know if people don't know to be genetically truly blonde is like in the the small minority of people we get an yeah. un- unusual ideal well, there's a lot of blondes out there actually there aren't it's just a lot of people pretending to be blonde okay some to think about. I'm not sure what to make of it, but it's out there. Uh, Listeners and viewers can think about it. And of course, being that he was at Wild Bills and then he goes missing, it would seem if this actually did happen that this blonde then would know at least something about Justin's disappearance. Unfortunately, 15 years later, she's not been tracked down. Or if she has been, you don't know about it right right okay let's move on to this and this is once again maybe these two things are connected maybe they're not but once again it's something that cannot be ignored this is something that's even written on my friend megan Linez's website charlieproject.org so we have to talk about it martin wilkie dustin glass thelma and i think you call her tammy blue who are they and when did their names first pop up how did this all happen
0: uh, Dylan Glass is a name I've heard in the very beginning, um, along with other ones, but Dylan Glass is supposedly involved in Justin's disappearance. Thelma Ballou is his mom, um, who said she knew where Justin was located, um, that she had got the information for with Martin Wilkie. Um, unfortunately, that proved nothing. I'm not sure if Martin Wilkie or Tammy Blue know anything. Dylan Glass, um, I mean, rumors fly rampant in all these cases, unfortunately. But Dylan's Glass name is one I've heard from the very, very beginning. Uh, the most- Since in
1: 2007, you heard oh, his yeah, name.
0: Yeah, like a few days huh. later. Um, wow. Um, but it's pro- it's definitely the first name that we heard connected with Justin was Dylan and then other people, but it's always Dylan's name. Um, Maybe someone else, but always Dylan. And um, if I remember correctly, we, I mean, of course it's a still hair say, we had a woman say that she got a call from Dylan on early Friday morning, freaking out saying he had just killed someone, need to get rid of a body um I didn't report Justin missing until Sunday so that always concerns me when I hear that part yeah yeah um but I mean I haven't seen that lady's phone records I don't know if the you know police went hey let me see your phone records to prove Dylan called her. Um, um but supposedly he made this call um and in my heart if, if that's true and he made that call I think Dylan's involved if not well then it could just be another
1: rumor Okay. So his name pops up just within a week of Justin going missing. And is it because of this woman that he called who went to police? I mean, how, how did it get from um, her, his lips about doing something to Justin to your I ears, the police? The, here. um,
0: I have no idea. It seems like Dylan Glass went out and talked to a million people because once it was on the news, uh, most of the people that called or would post on a forum on facebook would mention his name so um i'm not sure i mean it's just the name i've heard from the very beginning um, okay. as being involved with him and other people Robbery and we all note,
1: yeah we should note that you're calling him dylan uh and i have it as dustin big it's like interchangeable, it, like a nickname or something. Yeah, like that. his
0: name, I believe it's Dustin Dylan Glass. Okay. Um, but he went by Dylan. Dylan. Um, but I believe his first name is Dustin Dylan Glass. Um, but okay. he went by Dylan, like on Facebook and all that kind of stuff, for people when they talk about him
1: right and i'll just say uh tell the listeners like i said we don't usually do theories but it's unavoidable because it's it's just out there that if we're to put this maybe all together is that if uh, justin did get into the car with this blonde that she took him somewhere he runs into these people that were just met just mentioned there's some party going on in friday morning somewhere some and this blonde allegedly takes justin there something happens justin ends up deceased and then all of the rest of these people uh covered exactly it covered right
0: up. exactly they okay. they're supposed to put them in the white van and drive the white van to the marina um where right well, let's not will... get ahead
1: of ourselves let's just make okay. sure everybody understands this what it is it about this white van and this is important because just recently on your facebook page and i've had a chance to talk to this guy uh his name is Don. Who uh, is uh, I, I think is an amateur, and I, and I certainly respect any person off the street who wants to get involved and try to do some good work, honest work. But he has been, uh, you know, going after this story about this this white van that has been mentioned. Where? What are the origins of that?
0: Um, like we heard, Dylan. Okay, the blonde girl takes Justin to the party. Something happens. The white van. Where the house they're at is supposed to be. Tammy Blues, Thelma Blues' boyfriend's house, and her boyfriend, um, don't remember his name, owns this white van. Yeah. Um, they moved Justin, supposedly, in this white van. Um, of course, the FBI guy that was helping us out went to look for the van after the fact, um, and it, it was never found. It was missing. So. Uh, okay when they reached out to that owner, he said that he had got rid of it and we don't know what happened.
1: Okay. And had something to do with the van and showing, did somebody see it like in a Marina or um,
0: something? Okay. So yeah. So the, the van, the white van checked into the Marina on Friday, early morning, 6 AM, 7 AM. I'd have to look at the records. Um, It mm-hmm. shows the white van. Went to the marina early in the morning, um, you know, uh, on Saturday after the disappearance. And that's where they're saying they transported him from the house party to the marina where they were disposing of his body in the van. Um, the van is checked in via license plate number and everything at the marina that day.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, what marina on what lake? It's Lake
0: Lanier. And I would have to look up the marina's name to make sure I knew the exact name of it. Um, I do know we did a search there, so I do know the name. I just don't know off the top of my head.
1: All right. I think probably knowing the lakes good enough. Lake Lanier, uh, close to Duluth, close to Athens. How close is it to all these locations that we've talked about? Um,
0: it's probably at least 30 minutes from, uh, Duluth area. Um, 25-30 25-30 minutes Athens at least 35-40 um, if they it's going north up 85 so it, it's a good 30 minutes from the club
1: okay all right and in fact uh to, to take this a little farther is that um even the vin of the van is known right and uh it's been posted i think in your in your group uh, page on facebook and so i guess if somebody wanted to do like a carfax or something and it's i mentioned that because it was important in another disappearance i covered where they thought that a car uh that was involved in a disappearance was long gone and it turns out it was in somebody's garage for 10 years okay um you know maybe somebody could do a carfax or something on that uh you never know what might pop up but the vin is known the van is known uh, we know who the phone owner of it was and this person allegedly knew these people and something might have gone on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I've definitely thought about that. It's sort of you're saying like run the VIN number, Carfax. You know, I've ran Justin's, you know, how you yeah. check your credit with your info. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. um, something I've noticed is when I check Justin's thing, it comes back sometimes um, that he's 10 years older than he is. So makes me wonder, did someone you know, do something because, Change. um yeah, you know, just... if I could put in Justin's social security number and things and, you know, do a find me and who you're attached to, there's a Justin Gaines that comes up, but it says he's 10 years older. so, you know, was there something funny done or is it just a coincidence or a mistake on the internet?
1: Yeah. Uh, so maybe somebody stole his ID, ID. And I will tell you that in my experience of 250, some disappearances, that pictures of missing people end up on dating sites
0: uh, I'm justin's, justin's been on the christian dating site someone let me know uh, and I was like well like, i would really wish he was really on that christian yeah. dating site
1: Yeah, of course. Um, But
0: exactly i mean like you you know you've done a lot of this people do crazy things
1: However, this really isn't uh the end of uh this regarding this van in fact i think you you maybe said 10 15 minutes ago that Thelma had actually, Thelma Ballou had actually said something to the police about uh, her thinking that Justin's remains were on her property or somewhere she knew about. What year was this? How did this come about? And, and what was the result of that?
0: Um, Thelma Ballou is probably, I'm guessing, seven years ago. That's just a guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Said that she was told that Martin Wilkie, who supposedly moved the body, moved it to a well. Um, granted, Thelma Blue was in jail at the time, so she might have been trying to cut a deal. They, direct, they She directed them to a well, they dug it up, and there was nothing. Um, she's saying that it was this well is where they
1: put them. Okay, uh, was she charged with anything for uh, misleading investigators?
0: Um, I believe they made charges, but they dropped it. They dropped it against Marky e. Wilkie and her, um, you know, with no proof.
1: Okay. Do you um? Did you know of uh, Thelma Ballou before Justin went missing? Had you ever heard of her before? Oh, no, what kind no. of reputation does she have?
0: Not a good reputation from what my research. Not a good person. Um, the whole family seems to have major criminal and drug problems Um, in and out of prison. Um, Not a good person at all, but I had never heard of her um, until her name came up in the cases. And as a parent, I try to do research on people to try to see what I can connect
1: all right we need to move on to one more thing regarding all of this and uh this is important because it's actually on on video and recorded and by the time uh, everybody hears us and sees us erica i will have posted this uh, so everybody can judge it for themselves is that dylan slash dustin uh made a video or is on video talking about justin's disappearance what does he say and his lawyer is sitting right there with him this video, please describe it for the listeners and viewers.
0: Um, he's sitting there with his video and he's asking his friend's counterparts to, hey, something went wrong or, you know, we did something. We need to come back. you guys." He's basically asking people to come forward with information on Justin in front of his lawyer um, saying it's time for them to come forward, which I always found to be a little weird that that took place you know that he you know he was locked up and he's with his attorney and he's on the video saying hey let's you know help her out
1: yes and uh what he's saying is that he knows something about justin's disappearance but he wants other people to come forward and talk about it
0: correct
1: okay all right and one more thing about dylan slash dustin is this uh earring thing uh that justin had an earring i'm understanding that it was not a real diamond but it looked like one and then a lot has been made about uh dylan slash dustin also having a an earring that's similar what can you say about that
0: okay so when justin went to club that night he did have on his cubic zirconia or whatever fake diamond um in his ears um like always um and dylan is spotted on video at a pawn shop I want to say it's either that Friday or Saturday. He's at the pawn shop pawning some stuff and they have video of him with this airing in his air. Um, does it look just like Justin's? Yeah. I mean, um, Dylan supposedly told the police he, they took it off his body. Um, it does look like Justin's, but I mean, they I believe they tested it for DNA and they didn't find Justin's DNA in it. DNA on it, but um that's just my understanding.
1: Okay. Uh any videos or pictures of Dustin before Justin went missing also having this earring? Have you anybody knows? Anybody ever looked into that?
0: Um, not that I know of. Um, all of my research or the pictures I've looked at and stuff, I haven't found Dylan with that airing um oh. on it. When I you know, I used to always search Facebook and MySpace and yeah. stuff and you know find friends of friends and try to find tag pictures and yeah. i've never saw him with that airing on until the picture of him at the pawn shop from the which video is, camera
1: which was right around when justin went missing right after seemingly
0: yeah if he went to the pawn shop on saturday that'd be right after right Justin after. Went missing and before i reported him missing
1: okay all right so people get to think about that Uh, Like I said, we usually don't do theories, but we have to talk about it because those names, you look up Justin Gaines' disappearance, and these people's uh, names also pop up. Let's move on to this. We can't forget about some other things. Let's start with the fake IDs. Uh, Your belief is that they were coming from a computer uh, that was at Justin's school, but you told me that this computer disappeared or somebody took it. Uh, was this computer Justin's? Was it somebody else's? What is it? His roommates? What what's going on there?
0: When I first went to Justin's apartment the first time, I noticed there was a desktop there and a laptop there. The laptop I knew was Justin's. The desktop was in Justin's room because he had his own room in his apartment. Um, the first day we went, we only grabbed some of the stuff. I grabbed the laptop. Um, a few days later, we went back and the desktop was missing. Hmm. Um, I was told his friend Austin, that was Austin said it was his computer. Um, he took it. Um, but I also heard that was to the computer they were using to make fake IDs. Um, but I never physically got to look at it. I can't say it was Justin's, but it was in his room when I went there. And when I went back, it was gone.
1: And did you ever talk to Austin about this?
0: Yeah. He said it was his computer. His mom told me he to get it. <laughs>
1: okay all right so it's in you know i don't know why you know we have to start thinking well why wasn't that computer in austin's room if it's austin's
0: yeah austin wasn't living in that apartment so
1: you know and and the the listeners who have been with unfound for you know almost since the beginning i think this uh sticks out to me personally because we covered another disappearance of joshua guimond who disappeared in the early 2000s from a, a college in minnesota that disappearance is still unsolved and he was also in the creating fake IDs business and in that disappearance it was obvious that after he went missing somebody went into his computer and deleted all those files so uh you know the similarity there you know kind of catches my ear so that's why i feel like i have to ask you about it what that could do with his disappearance i don't know but you just can never tell you know, you know, obviously creating fake IDs, although people are doing it for kind of fun reasons, they're not looking to break the law. Technically, it's a huge breaking of the law. I'm not here to to judge, but it is. So um, you know, so we have to think about that. And especially if we could think that maybe the computers in Justin's room, but it's Austin's, and then the computer disappears. Okay, so there's that. And I don't know if everybody, but anybody ever really did get in trouble for making those fake IDs. Let's move on to this. We've already talked about it before, but we'll mention very quickly again, the stolen credit card numbers. Obviously, these numbers were stolen in the area of Wild Bills where you were living at the time, uh, Justin's hometown. To this day, we still have no idea who did that, why it was done, if that person was ever caught
0: correct I don't think anyone was ever caught I don't think we know who it is and I don't think it was ever investigated when Justin didn't show up to his appointment to go over it with the
1: police department I think they just washed it off okay so we have to keep that I think we have to think about that a little bit because you know being that it was in his hometown it wouldn't be crazy to think being that he was going to Wild Bill so, so much then maybe somebody at Wild Bill's was the person who stole the credit card numbers. That would not be a crazy idea. And, you know, maybe that occurred to Justin while he was at Wild Bill's last night. And that's what got him in trouble. Maybe. All right, let's move on to this. You actually had a private investigator involved in in this for a long time. My understanding is that here in 2022, he's under, uh, has some uh, bad, you know, issues with his health but um how long did he work for you when did he start uh what did he do what can you say about all of that
0: um he started uh well, we were doing our first searches that first week he pulled up to us asked if we need help and we said yes and he dug in 120 after that he uh interviewed a lot of people um he answered a lot of my questions, um mm-hmm. brought me sanity. Yeah. Um, because you feel like no one's listening or the police don't care. Yeah. And um he was always there to listen with ideas. Um, you know, um the FBI guy like wanted help. I mean, I mean, I think it was our private investigator Bob that said, hey, this video, we could really, you know, use it and you know. To help us get things we needed. Um Mm -hmm. sorry. Um um, interviewed a lot of people, talked to people, try to piece these stories together, um, try to have his BS meter out because I mean people do crazy things. I mean, people. do crazy things i mean i never would have imagined it back then that people would say hey i killed someone and they really didn't or you know or call you and say terrible things i mean there's all different people that make this world tick i'm glad i don't know them all (laughs) yes um
1: right uh at any time i mean how long did he work for you how how long was he on the job uh 10 years
0: at least Ten years, um, he would wow. he he would help push the police. I mean, as private investigator, you can't get all the info legally, like license mm-hmm. plates and things. And he was a really good go between between the police. I would get the police; they would let him go into their meetings and bring his ideas and his knowledge. Um, which I found out now that's unheard of because a lot of police departments don't like that. Um, um, but our it wasn't our police, our sheriff at the time we had our sheriff. Um, somehow we became very good friends and had a relationship and he would allow Bob to go into these meetings and bounce things off them and go through things. Or Bob said, you know, uh, we, you know, maybe we should interview this. Um, they definitely worked with him, which I hear nowadays is or is really isn't common.
1: Right did uh your private investigator have a chance to talk to any of those people that were mentioned before Dustin Thelman Thelma Martin any of those people did he talk to any of them
0: um I know for a fact he's definitely talked to Dylan um I'm pretty sure he talked to Martin Wilkie too I believe he actually talked to the owner of the white Van too
1: wow okay was he ever able to I guess not uh I think you would have mentioned it by now uh, what kind of efforts did he put into trying to track down this blonde in a black car?
0: A lot of efforts. Um, we, yeah, I mean, that was like one of the things is like when we were up there looking for, you know, this black car, but you know, there's a lot of black cars that go to the clubs. I've realized right. that yes. supposedly we, I remember, um, them saying they had this black car was supposed to have neon lights under it, which would have made it easier to see Which, yeah. all oh, my nights there, um but a lot of effort trying to piece these pieces together, the blonde, the black car, the white van.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, in his work, if you can say, did he ever offer up given that he worked for you for 10 years, talking to a lot of people, did your PI ever give you his best idea about what happened to Justin? Did he believe this story with Dustin and Thelma and Martin, or did he believe something else? What, what was, uh, what? did he tell you he believed of course he could be wrong he could be right but right. Um,
0: i i believe he believes that dylan is involved um i'm not saying what tammy and martin but two other people names um which i don't feel comfortable saying but okay. um, names um come up a lot um and um i don't that was his you know feeling um is dylan and other people um not always the names that everyone else comes up with but there are two other names which i don't know maybe that he thinks you know would have helped dylan do that um okay so so what you're saying
1: is he inclined to believe he's inclined to believe the story You know, maybe Thelma, of course, we know that Thelma lied. She said something They go to that area. They can't find anything. But at least the Dylan slash Dustin part of it, your your private investigator felt that to be compelling.
0: He does. He he does feel that Dylan, Dustin, in some aspect, is definitely one of the key players.
1: Okay. And, uh, but we should be clear, if this wasn't clear before, Justin... To at least your knowledge to anybody's knowledge didn't know these people No. never connection. met them never ran into them nothing correct okay all right let's move on to this recent work we've kind of talked about it i had a chance to have a messenger conversation with this guy don um what ha- has he been doing I, it seems to me it's something has to do with a lake maybe this lake lanier uh what is your understanding uh with Don? have you had a chance to talk to him it, do you coordinate with him? I know he's prominent in the, on your Facebook page. What can you say? About
0: uh, I have not coordinated with him. He just said he wanted to run by some fairies that he was working on. It looks like he had done the research, um, read articles and he seems to be going with, I mean, the one that's probably most common, which, you know, because of the VIN number and the missing man, they say, um, Looking into a- that aspect, you know, trying to piece it together. You know, he's at Wild Bill's. His phone pings four miles away, um, yeah. and then the lake. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's 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 uh, something when just some stranger comes out of the woodwork and says, "You know, I'd like to try to help you with this." Right. Of course, yeah, I do this I, podcast. I do this for a living. I don't think yeah. Don does this for a living. Just some regular person comes upon and comes up yeah, and says, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I, mean, I have something I, to offer." Yeah, I mean, you always
0: wonder, I mean, but he's seen, you know, at this point, 15 years, I take everyone's offer. I mean, like in the very beginning, um, I don't know where I just had this random thought, but like we had a guy that wanted to help us with the searches all the time. I didn't know him, you know, now I look back at like, Like, why was he 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 directed us that way? Did he know something, you know?
1: Yes, I I get Um, it.
0: Because they say people, you know, and, you know, he comes, came into the search and he was there and he tried to insert himself. You know and mm-hmm. direct us you know was this guy you know trying to lead us away and you know yeah do i need sure. to look this guy back up because now i think years later that you know maybe i had a funny feeling why he was there back then helping
1: yeah i think that's a healthy uh there are a lot of people who want to get involved they say they want to help but all they're really doing is they just want to be like on the inside you know quote unquote they just want to get the backstories and everything. They're really not trying yeah. to be helpful. They're just trying to get information for themselves yeah. for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. So I think that a healthy uh, you know, skepticism is always good. And you you know, you, it's kind of, well, you show me what you can do first and then I'll choose to accept yeah, you I mean, or whatever. It's you know? sort
0: of like when we'd go up to Wild Bill's every Thursday. One night I had this suspicious guy follow me around and then he started asking me questions and I was uncomfortable because I kept, I kept like walking in the bathroom, telling my friend, I was like, where are you in the club? Because this guy's following me, you know, I'm asking about Justin. And I mean, we ended up taking a picture of him because he just, he just, it was just airy. You know, most people would be like, yeah, I'd be like, Hey, if you seen this person's my son, he went missing here, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. And this guy was trying to dig in more like, what have you heard? What, you know, yeah. you know, and I kind of like, why were you following me around and, you know, giving me these airy feelings? I, and I look back at now and I'm like, also like wonder, you know, did he know something, you know, was he trying to follow me to find out if we were, you know,
1: that's very common. Once again, I, I, a lot of these uh, disappearances that we cover have a lot of people, you know, trolls and kooks and things who are just fascinating, you know, You know unfortunately fascinated with them in an unhealthy unhealthy way so yeah yeah so it's it's good to have that healthy skepticism um right but 15 years later if somebody is going to do something like it seems dawn is doing i talked to him seems like a good guy yeah you know know,
0: so i I scrolled through his facebook i thought he looked helpful and you know um so i try not to turn down things like i said it's been 15 years and i am ready for answers i'm tired i'm exhausted and i just wanted to be closure i guess
1: let me ask you something occurred to me a couple minutes ago i want to ask you about this being that we know that the ping seemingly was four miles in the opposite direction. Do you happen to know is that where Dylan lived at the time or Thelma lived or any of these people we just mentioned is that in the direction of where they lived? Is it no. near this lake Lanier anything like that? It's not
0: the right direction they lived either it's the opposite direction. It would have been more towards the so-called party in Lake Lanier.
1: All right so that ping you could say would have been all toward going toward Lake Lanier
0: yeah more going towards lake lanier versus coming towards our house or dylan's area of town
1: all right all right so maybe that led some credibility to lake lanier now very very early in our discussion we talked about this court date we know that he got in trouble uh you didn't find out about this until after the fact maybe we should state how did you find out about that
0: um i don't think someone told us i think i found the ticket in his wallet uh, along with the attorney card So then as a mom, I called the attorney and said, hey, my son's missing. Has he talked to you? And the attorney said, "Yes, your son was here. He's already paid me the money. We had a plan. He had his thing and he was ready for court. So, I mean, it's not like he was running from it because he had an attorney. The attorney said, you know, they were going to court. You know, they had their, you know, things together. Um, But I found that about it in his wallet Um, in the early um by pulling out the ticket and then there was an attorney card and I figured well what the heck maybe he really talked to this attorney so as mom I'm gonna call and I did and um so it's you know that's how I found out about it and then you know the news brought it up you know about it you know in the early stages and you know oh your son had a court date but I look at this way, you know what I hope everyone's looking for him. put a bolo at him. put a warrant out for his arrest right. whatever at least the police are looking for him because you guys are doing they were doing nothing so nothing. you know if he's wanted hey that's more power that's better for me um because my son's missing you know so let's take it serious
1: did the attorney give you the idea that uh justin was looking forward to this court day what was the penalty going to be was justin going to plead innocent or not guilty uh do you know what Justin's plan was regarding this?
0: I believe it was doing that NOLO or no whatever that is, no con Whatever that is, something like no, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And okay. you know, the, the attorney thought he was gonna get a fine and you know, first offense you know, thing. Um and he was gonna pay a fine, Justin had the money and it was gonna be, you know, not a huge deal, but don't do it again. <laughs>
1: okay so we want to make clear this was just underage drinking this was not driving while intoxicated this was not a dui where of course we know you might lose your license you know you might not be able to drive for a year or several years or something it was nothing like that it was simply uh drinking underage right underage drinking underage drinking okay and if any of uh, i'm guessing that justin's friends knew about it even though you didn't uh did they ever tell you about Justin and whether he was looking forward to this or was he worried about it? And did they ever say anything at the time?
0: Uh, no, no, they never said anything to me about it.
1: All right. Uh, do you think, uh, he, you know, what do I want to ask you here? Do you think he didn't tell you about it because uh, he was afraid of what you might do, or he was ashamed, or, you know, any, you know, how do you look at it now that he just didn't, you know, tell you about it? Um,
0: I don't think Justin told me about it because he knows I hated drinking. Um, I think that's why I didn't call us that night. Um, Unfortunately, I was in a bad relationship with his father His father had a drinking problem and, um, it made me hate alcohol. I mean, not that it's bad, but, um, um, yeah. I was a single mama for a while and I would teach the kids bear is bad. Don't drink. Um, because I had bad experience with his father with it and maybe I said it too much. Um, and he never told me because i mean he knew i hated it and it upsets me to this day that he didn't call us because my husband told us no matter what i would do anything for you i would even tell your mom um mm-hmm. so i mean it's my i don't know it hurts me that he didn't reach out to us um right. but he also was a person that i mean I was able to get his college papers and in his college papers, he, you know, wrote, you know, I'm on my own. I want to, you know, whatever your first college paper, you know, what do you think about? And he says, you know, I just want to do good to uh, eventually be able to help my parents the way they helped me. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. So. Okay. I got you i'm, I'm uh, i you're probably right about it that erica that if you had an issue with uh his father when you two were married and if there was abuse going on there because of alcohol obviously i, I think that should probably you know played a huge part i i i don't think that's crazy at all um, yeah but, but
0: i yeah but it trust me that if he that i made him worry so much that he could be honest with me or call me for help still
1: yeah yeah i you know I, you know i i guess i would also say you know he was 18 and how many 18 year olds uh, really call their parents to pick them up for anything you know whether they're drunk or not you know I, yeah I, you know i'm 51 now but you know i don't ever remember him calling my parents of course i had my own car by that time and everything so of course he was driving too just don't know if, uh, you know, my first choice was ever for my parents to pick me up, especially yeah. if it would have been at some, like, club or something. So, well,
0: definitely wouldn't have been my you know, first choice to call my know, parents either. Yeah. Right? If you put it that way, okay, I'm at a I wouldn't have called yeah. my mom either.
1: So, yes. Yeah, so maybe that played a, you know, a huge part in it too. Here I'm standing outside this club. I'm out here. I'm this cool guy. And then my mother comes to pick me up. Maybe that's not best for my street cred. It could be something as simple as that. Um, okay, I, should, I and I asked you this through a messenger, but I, I think the listeners need to uh, uh, maybe understand this too. Uh, Justin, would he get into a car with somebody who he didn't know?
0: Justin, trusting Justin, if he felt a vibe with you, he probably would get in the car. Um, he was a person that felt safe. And, I mean, we felt like we were in a safe community, made friends easy. So I, I definitely would say that he probably, if he felt good about the person, he unfortunately would have got in that car with them.
1: Okay. All right. So that's not a crazy thought. If some blonde in a black car who he didn't know pulled up by herself, what she's doing there, why she's by herself or whatever else, we don't know if we're to believe this story. You don't think that it would be crazy for him to say, you know, I need a ride home and ask her for a ride home. And if she said yes, he'd jump in the car with her.
0: Yep. I think he would have, especially if it was a female and not, you know, a big burly guy. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I think uh, during the course of this interview, I think it goes with, you know, without saying, obviously, you're Justin's mother. You've been severely uh, affected by this, obviously. What about his siblings? You said he was the second oldest. Um, how did this affect maybe his uh, brothers, who I guess still would have been younger than him? They're in their mid-teens.
0: Um, you know, if you
1: can talk for your other children, how how has this affected them over the last fifteen years?
0: um I think they're all different. Some of them talk about it. Some of them still don't. My daughter has turned into my mother. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, she's very protective of all her friends, all people. Um, she would mm-hmm. never let anyone go out alone or walk alone. Um, if she thinks I'm having a bad day, she'll call me. Um, she's uh, definitely growed, grew up fast um, from it. Um, and she's became my protector. Yeah. Um, I have some of the boys uh, that don't talk at us as, as much. They've had to go to counseling um some of the other of the boys you know they're more i talk about justin all the time it's my therapy um you know it's more likely to talk about it and you know share stories with everyone um but it's definitely different psychological some of them keep it held up i try to protect them um when i would hear things over the years i would try not to let them hear all the awful stories that you hear um because I didn't want the other children to have the same things going through their head. So uh, but we're all doing good. And uh, my daughter to this day still calls me every day at four o'clock and uh, she knows what days I have harder days. And um, so but they're all a blessing.
1: How old was your uh, daughter, your one daughter, uh, when Justin went missing? How old was she? She
0: was in sixth grade.
1: Wow. Like 11, 12 years old.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and she suffered in school. I mean, she was a really good student. And I definitely see where her schooling dropped during that time. But, you know, she got it back. Um, You know, I'm sure some of the kids, you know, they've talked about, you know, having bad dreams and stuff. I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so she's in her late 20s now, and she's your mother now.
0: She is. Yep. Yeah, 28. She is definitely my mom, and uh, she's, you know, yeah, good. I mean, all the kids are, but, I mean, I always tell her, she, you've turned into my mom. But, I mean, huh. she she's also one that, you know, when just went missing, I wanted <laughs> to give up on life and not do anything right. Uh, but with having other kids, you realize, you know, when they look at you and they say, hey, I need you back. And, you know, one day I finally snapped out of it and decided, you know, I have six other kids. I need to be there again.
1: Yes. That's uh, been a topic that has come up uh, before on Unfound, talking to parents about managing the time between trying to find your child who is missing and then also giving that attention to your ch- children who are still around. Uh, it's it's a hard uh, you know maybe some it's hard to find that equilibrium be, you know between all of that uh, yeah. a lot of parents have talked about that yeah yeah do you have a I know you do we've mentioned it a few times why don't you just give out uh, the Facebook page for Justin if you have a website or anything else that you'd like the listeners and viewers to check out why don't you mention all of that right now.
0: Um, The Facebook page is looking for Justin Gaines. Um, The website currently isn't up because we need to find a new host, Um, but looking for Justin Gaines. Um, Always appreciate you sharing it or looking for ideas.
1: Okay. Any final words before we complete this interview, Erica?
0: Um, I want to thank you guys for listening um, to Justin's story and trying to help find our family closure. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. And that was my June 6th, 2022 interview with Erica Wilson, mother of Justin Gaines. I thank her for appearing on both audio and video for this episode. Also, although I didn't mention it during the interview, I made a map analysis For Justin's case. You can find it right now on the Unfound Podcast channel on YouTube. I think you can now understand why I gave this episode the title that I did. Lots of people saying stuff, to put it technically a woman in a black dress, a white van, a diamond earring, lots of allegations. ...coming from convicted felons or people whose stories don't make a lot of sense, at least on their face. For the record, I'm not saying that any of these particular people mentioned during the interview are lying. My complaint is the public in general and too many within the true crime community who should know better... ...and, dare I say it, even law enforcement itself take these kinds of comments as being automatically true. Thus, filling up online forums like WebSleuths, doing presentations to townspeople while accenting the word facts, and gallivanting all over the countryside like chickens with their heads cut off. Taking the bait from these types who say they know something with no proof, essentially teasing everyone in the process, in turn only causes more people like this to do the same thing. A cellmate, a fellow drug user, an accomplice in a bank robbery. Then, what's the answer? First, everyone must be cynical to the process of talking to these people, no matter how truthful any statement from these people might sound. Then, there have to be stronger penalties for lying to investigators. There should even be penalties for statements that aren't proven to be lies, but still go nowhere. Then, for people like Dylan, who play cute with what they allegedly know, I would give them 15 minutes to prove to me they're telling the truth. No free lunch, no taking them out of their cells, nothing just myself and them talking. And if the words don't lead anywhere, people like him would get a harsh charge of lying to investigators, added on to whatever time they're already serving. Whereas what has happened in Justin's case, Thelma was charged with making a false statement to police, and it was dropped. Seriously, what kind of penalty process is this? It makes no sense. Overall, Unfound is now 256 disappearances into its existence. And not one of these stories from convicts or surly types has ever come true. Well, maybe one, Carlos Rodriguez, who murdered Zoe Campos. Yet he never teased or taunted investigators. He didn't ask for a deal. Frankly, Carlos just came out and said what he did when he felt compelled to do so. And he'll be on trial in August. What I'm saying is, before we believe anybody regarding any information on any disappearance, please, look who's talking. I'll leave the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.